In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 1, he says, For I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And all were baptized in the Moses, in the cloud and in the sea. And all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not well pleased. For they were laid low or overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things happened as examples for us. That we should not crave evil things as they also craved. And do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play. Nor let us act immorally as some of them did. And 23,000 fell in one day. Nor let us try the Lord as some of them did and were destroyed by the serpents. Nor grumble, as some of those did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example. And they were written for our instruction upon whom the end of the ages have come. So this whole picture of Israel coming out of Egypt is a picture for us so that we learn how to walk with God. And we learn not to crave evil things. We learn not to be idolaters. We learn not to act immorally or to grumble as they did. And we're destroyed by the serpents. In uh, Romans, the 15th chapter, verse 4. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Jude 5 also speaks about this example and many of the examples in the Old Testament showing an application to us in the New Testament. So he said, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that all our fathers were under the cloud. All our fathers were in bondage in Egypt. All our fathers were slaves. If you read through Psalm 78 and Psalm 105 and 106, you see so many things about Israel when they were in slavery. To uh, Egypt. Now, these were the people of God. And there had been a famine here in Canaan. And Jacob's and his sons, you remember Joseph was taken into captivity. And then the family came down. And because of that prophecy of uh, Joseph interpreted, and because Egypt was saved because of the, of the seven years of famine and seven years of plenty. They had given Israel a land, the land of Goshen. They had a sovereign right to it. It had been granted to them by the Pharaoh himself. So there was actually a nation living in Egypt amongst another nation. So there was the nation of Israel that with their, their prescribed territory living in the land of Egypt, in another nation. But God purposed to bring a nation out from another nation with signs and wonders and miracles. So Moses was here on the backside of the desert. And God got his attention through the burning bush and sent him to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Moses said, who am I that I can go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go? God said, surely I will be with you. Moses said, but I can't even talk. He said, I'll be with your mouth. Who made your mouth? Anyway, he let Aaron go and talk for him. 
And he's told Israel, he told Egypt, told Pharaoh, let my people go. And there was signs and wonders. There was plagues. There were disasters camp on Egypt. But none of those things released Israel from the bondage of Egypt. Now, the Bible says they were slaves in Egypt. But they had a sovereign right to that land. But they didn't know it. And so they developed a slave mentality. Not only did Pharaoh say they were slaves, they also thought they were slaves. So when Moses came, he wanted to release them from their slavery. Now as long as they were faring well, they never cried out to God. They weren't concerned about God or his plan or anything. But when Pharaoh began to pressure them and to uh, make them do all kinds of things without funds, they made him make brick without straw and all that, then they cried out to God. In their tribulation, they cried out to God, finally. Then God had been preparing a deliverer for 40 years. Somebody said, how come it took 40 years to get Moses ready? And the answer is because he couldn't do it in 39. See? It takes time to develop men of God. It takes time to develop them. <clears throat> so, God told Moses that this is going to be the first month of the year for you. This is going to be the beginning of months. So start counting from this day. So he said to, to on, the, on the tenth day of this month, because that was the first day, on the tenth day of this month, you're to take a lamb from the flock or from the herd. And you're to keep it. And it is to be a perfect lamb. On the 14th day of that first month, you're to slay the lamb. And take the blood and put it upon the lintels and the doorposts of the houses. Because he said, the death angel is going to come through. And whenever I see the blood, he said, I will pass over that house. So none of the signs and wonders and miracles and plagues delivered Israel from Egypt. None of that. It was only when they put the blood on the lintels and the doorposts and the death angel came through and all the firstborn in Egypt died that Pharaoh said, go out in haste. Get out of here. Go out in haste. So they left Ramesh on the same night that they ate the Passover lamb. Before sunup, they left Ramesh and began to follow the clouds. Because when they slew the Passover lamb, the cloud began to form over them. And as the cloud began to move, they moved with the cloud. Now the cloud moved them right down here to the Red Sea. There was actually a crossing in here, two or three crossings. They could have crossed and gone up that way. It would have been a lot closer. But the Philistines lived in here. And God said, I was afraid that when you saw war, you would turn back. So God brought them down here. To the Red Sea. And here there was mountains on both sides. And Pharaoh had changed his mind. He said what are we doing? We're letting all our slaves go. And all the pyramids and all the work that they were doing. Was going to suffer. So he said sent the army and 600 chariots. To go and bring them back. So there was mountains on both sides. This is where the cloud led them. Right into a trap. Mountains on both sides. Red Sea in front. Pharaoh's army behind. So the people said, God has brought us out here to kill us. 
because there were no graves in Egypt. This is how man interprets the move of God, you know. He, he always interprets it wrong. So Moses fell down to begin to pray. God said, there's no time to pray. Rise up, smite the waters, and go forward. So Moses smote the waters of the Red Sea, and the waters opened up, and in Psalm 78 it said, it stood up like a wall, and the people passed through. This wall, I didn't say how high it was, but it had to be very, very high. And they passed through, it said, on dry ground. And when they came out over here, there was dancing and rejoicing. Moses sung his song right there. And Miriam took the tambourine and began to sing and dance there. Now Paul says, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that all our fathers were in the cloud. And all passed through the sea. And all were baptized in the Moses, in the cloud, and in the sea. And they all ate the same spiritual food. And they all drank the same spiritual drink. For they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and that rock was Christ. So they came down here, and there was no food. All they had was a little bit of unleavened bread that they had brought out with them. And they were getting hungry. And so they cried out to God. More likely, they complained. Moses cried out to God, and God said, I'm going to let the manna fall in the morning, go out early in the morning and gather it up before the sun rises. Because when the sun rises, all the manna disappears. So there was a lot in Israel that wasn't clever enough just to follow the simple instructions. And so they waited till the sun came up and it all disappeared, and then they went out looking for it, the manna, and it was already gone. Jesus said that manna, which came down out of heaven, was not something that Moses gave them in John 6. He said, this is something that my father has provided. Then he said, but I am the truth bread that comes down out of heaven that gives life to the whole world. So Jesus coming in the, in the body is a type of the manna falling from heaven. <clears throat> then it says, they all drank the water out of the rock. And they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and that rock was Christ. So they didn't drink rock, did they? Remember they come down here and there's no water in the terrible wilderness. And Moses cried out to God. God said, I'm going to stand here on the mountain. You stand before the rock. Take your rod and smite it once. And when he smote the rock, the rock cleaved, it said. It split open. And in Psalm 78, it says, the water came out like a river. And all of Israel drank, and all their flocks and herds drank. So now we see different experiences in the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, which are written for our instruction. He said, I'll not have you ignorant, brethren, that all our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized in the Moses, in the cloud, and in the sea. So we had our Passover lamb here. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with the leavened bread of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So the Passover is Christ at Calvary. Then God is, wants to bring us into his eternal purpose. He wants to give us the kingdom. This is a, Canaan is a picture of the kingdom where God was going to establish his throne 
so that all the nations of the earth would see how the people of God were blessed. <clears throat> so it'd be possible to stand here at Passover and said, praise God, Canaan is ours. That's true. Because God gave them Canaan when Moses was still here on the Mount Sinai. He said, I've given them a land flowing with milk and honey where you don't have to pump up the water with your feet. But the rain comes down in due season. So God gave them Canaan or the kingdom before they left Egypt. When they crossed over the Red Sea, they could have stood here and said, praise God, Canaan is ours. It's true. Because they had the promise. The problem is they had to put their feet in it in order to inherit it. And this is the problem in the kingdom right now. The kingdom is ours. In uh, Luke 16, he says, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Everybody says, hallelujah, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. Therefore, sell your possession, give to the poor, make for yourself purses that don't wear out. <laughs> See? Because if we have the kingdom, we have everything. You don't need anything else. So this is a picture of baptism. Now, now we're not baptized into Moses. We're baptized in the Lord Jesus Christ. But this is a picture for us of what happens at baptism. Because here they were under the authority of Pharaoh. This is his territory. He owns it. And he can make you a slave in that place. Because he's the sovereign king of that place. When they came out from under Egypt, they didn't come out from under authority. They come out from under Pharaoh's authority, but they came under Moses' authority. So they were baptized in the Moses, in the cloud and in the sea. The authority over their life changed right there. In that same way, when we're baptized into Jesus Christ, the authority over our life changes. He becomes the Lord. That means, the word kurios means that much higher than the highest. So no matter how high you are, he is that much higher. He has ultimate authority on everything, over everything. He's the sovereign king. <clears throat> then they come down here and there was no manna. And God rained down manna from heaven. And they all ate. And they were saved. Weren't they? They were going to die of starvation. They all got saved. So they got saved by the blood. Then they got saved by the water. Then they got saved by the manna. Then they were dying of thirst. God caused water to come out of the rock. And they all got what? Saved. They got saved from dying of thirst. Now this water out of the rock is interesting. Because in John 7, they were, it was time was the Feast of Tabernacles. In verse 2, he said, now the Feast of Tabernacles was at hand. And then if you learn what Jesus teaches during those feasts, you'll see the revelation of the feast and what, what it means. So in, in verse 37, he said, now in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Then out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. But this spoke he of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. 
But at that time, the Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So, on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, they was all coming down from the temple in Jerusalem. They were coming down to the well, and they were bringing their pitchers, a big procession of people. And they were dipping water out of the well, and then the procession went back up the hill to the altar. And they were pouring out the water on the altar as a drink offering or a libation unto God. So there was this tremendous procession of people coming down, dipping up a, a pitcher of water and coming up and pouring it out on the altar. So Jesus was standing alongside the road watching this procession. This was the Feast of Tabernacles when they had to remember how God had made them live in tents for all 40 years and the different experiences that they had experienced while God led them through the wilderness. You know, in the wilderness they camped 33 times and then Aaron died. On the 40th camp, Moses died. They camped one more time and Joshua took them across the Jordan River. 41 times. Each one of those 41 times that's, that is explained is significant. <clears throat> so, this was on the day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And Jesus was saying, if any man is thirsty, because they were remembering how their fathers were thirsty in the wilderness, dying of thirst, and how Moses smote the rock, and the, and the rock split, and water come running out. He says, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Then out of his belly will flow rivers of living water, but this spoke he of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. So when the rock split, they didn't drink rock, did they? What was the rock? He says in 1 Corinthians 10, the rock was Christ. What comes out of Christ? Water. What's that water? The Spirit, he says in John 7, 38. That's the Spirit. So here, the Spirit, or the cloud, which is a picture of the Holy Spirit, came down over them. There they were baptized in the cloud and in the sea. Then the cloud led them down here to the rock. Here they ate manna from heaven, which is a picture of Christ. Then they come down here. And there they drank the water out of the rock. Or there was a drinking of the Spirit. There was the, the anointing of the Spirit or the, the covering of the Spirit. Then there was the drinking of the Spirit. Then there's the fulfillment of that which happened at Mount Sinai. So it took them 50 days to walk from here to here. It actually took them 46 days until they came in to the wilderness of Sinai. And at Mount Sinai, God told them what his purpose for them was. He revealed what his eternal purpose was for Israel at Mount Sinai. And in uh, chapter 19, Exodus 19, they come into the wilderness of Sinai here on the 46th day. <clears throat> and then God called Moses to come up the mountain. <clears throat> in verse 3 it says, And Moses went up to God. And the Lord called from the mountain, saying, This you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the sons of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice, and keep my covenant, 
Then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So God's purpose, bringing them out, was to make them a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. So Moses went up the mountain, heard from God, and went back down and told the people. This is what God wants. He wants to make the whole nation of Israel a kingdom, a priest, a holy nation, a people for himself. They said, that's what we want also. And so Moses went back up and told God, they accept. That's what they want to be also, kingdom of priests. So then Moses went back down, and, and God told Moses then, when he was on the mountain, go down and tell them to wash their clothes and sanctify themselves and so forth, because on the third day, I'm going to come down on the mountain. So Moses went down, told the people, the people sanctified themselves, and on the third day, which was the 50th day, 50th day from Ramesh, on the 50th day, God come down on the mountain, and the whole mountain began to shake. There was an earthquake on the mountain. Then there was a whirlwind that came upon the mountain. And then there was a fire of God. A cloud came down over the mountain. It became a thick gloom. Then it burst into flames. And the Bible says that the whole mountain was a flame like a furnace of fire. And then there was a trumpet sound. In Hebrews 12 it says that even Moses was full of fear and trembling. So on the, on the sound of the trumpet, all the people were supposed to come up Mount Sinai into the presence of God, hear his voice, and obey. Because that's all God ever wanted, was the people to hear his voice and obey. That was the only requirement that God put on them in order to be a kingdom of priests. Come up, dwell in my presence, hear my voice, and obey what I say. But when the, when the, the mountain began to burn with fire, the people all began to back up. So when they backed up, God spoke the Ten Commandments from off the top of the mountain. And they backed up further. Then God told Moses to come up the mountain. So he went up the mountain, and God said, write the Ten Commandments on stone. The Psalms just said they had a stony heart. So he wrote it on stone for them. So by the time Moses and Joshua had come back down the mountain, they had already made the golden calf and was dancing around. And Moses threw the Ten Commandments down and broke them, indicating before they even got the Ten Commandments, they had broken them. Then, at Mount Sinai, God ordained the tabernacle, the tabernacle of Moses. He established a separated priesthood after the order of Aaron and the Levites. That was not God's original plan. God's original plan was that all of Israel be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. But in order to bring people to that place, they have to come up into his presence, hear his voice, and obey. Why? Because there is an eternal cross. Everybody in that realm has to do the will of God. All the kingdom of priests must do the will of God. They have to hear the God's voice and obey. So it was never God's plan to have sacrifice and offerings. 
God said he wasn't after sacrifice and offering. Hebrew 8 says, when he, Jesus, come into the world, he said, sacrifice and offerings thou hast not desired. But a body thou hast prepared for me to do thy will, O God. Then he said, after saying above, sacrifice and offerings and whole burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin, thou hast not desired or taken any pleasure in them. Then he says, a body thou hast prepared for me to do thy will. He takes away the first, those four sacrifices, the sacrifice, the offering, the whole burnt offering, the sacrifice for sin. He takes away and replaces it with one New Testament sacrifice, which is doing the whole will of God. So he gives, you give your body to do the whole will of God. That's why he says in Romans 12, after he shows all the different experiences in the book of Romans, then in Romans 12, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed through the renewing of your mind, that you might prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. <clears throat> so at Mount Sinai, God established the tabernacle. He established the priesthood. He established all the sacrifices and all the offerings. When Moses went up and they come down and broke the tablets, then God gave them the statutes and the ordinances. See, God's purpose is not to have rules and regulations and laws and all that kind of stuff. His purpose is for his people to hear his voice and obey. But when the people ran away and backed up from Mount Sinai, the farther back they got from God, the more law they needed. So you see at first, all he said was he just spoke the Ten Commandments. They backed up farther. Then he wrote the Ten Commandments and gave them the statutes and the ordinances. If you have statutes and ordinances, you've got to have judgments, right? You've got to have a consequence. So then they backed up further. Then he gave them the sacrifice and the offerings. So as the people backed up further and further from God's presence... He put more and more and more law on them. Because the farther people walk from God, the more rules and regulations they need. If people are walking in the presence of God and hearing the voice of God and obeying, they don't need rules and regulations. They don't need anybody to tell them do this and do, do that. Because they hear it right from God. He corrects them. <clears throat> so at Mount Sinai, God gave 28 Separate experiences there. Now this is a picture of Pentecost. This is Pente means 50. Pentecost means the 50th day or the feast of the 50th day. And when they come to Mount Sinai, God told them there's something you have to remember. <laughs> 